This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, this is Rick Peterson. You're listening to The Jake Brown Show, former pitching coach of the Moneyball A's and the New York Mets. And welcome to the Jake Brown Show, CBS Radio's Played Out It Podcast Network. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes Podcast and Spotify. And you can follow me at Jake Brown Radio and follow the show at Jake Brown Show. Sugar Hill Gang, not in the building, but we will be in the building at their building. Uh, in another building. Another building uh, for their show. Uh, and you can hear that later this week as we will attempt to do it live from, I guess, backstage. The sound quality will not be as good as this. But it will be there. We got a lot to get into. A guest co-host to introduce. We got NBA star players resting. We got NCAA tournament first two rounds. Some doozies. Nothing crazy. A couple crazy upsets, but no in, insane, ridiculous buzzing buzzer ah, buzzer beating shots. Um, but the Sweet 16 is set, so we'll break that down. We'll talk NBA players resting, and we'll ask you what your favorite. And we'll get the poll. Results from Twitter, your favorite Disney movie and what it is. But first, we have from The Spun and formerly from Sports Illustrated, Jennifer Williams at Gen X Periance on Twitter and Instagram. What's Thanks up, Thanks for Jen? having me. What's up? Of course. Um, a little bit of a delayed start here. A lot of shenanigans going down, but we still have some, some wine and nuggets. I've been bonding with your brother. Yeah. My brother knows you Robert more than Brown I Robert is Brown is in studio. Rob, slow clap, everyone. Oh, oh thanks. Robert Brown is in the building. A loyal we listener. We become biffles. I'm a, I'm a long-time listener, and it's it's great to be behind the scenes in the, in the Jake Brown show. You know, I don't think your mic is on. He's trying to run the board, too, and you can't even hear him. He doesn't know what he's doing. It's, it's on. Don't worry. I'm just talking low. I want to be that low background voice. Nothing is low on the like show. Like Oz, right? Yeah. Uh, Robert <laughs> Oz Brown over here. Um, he is not single, unfortunately. Right, Rob? <laughs> no, not single. All right. I just want to make sure. Um, <laughs> appreciate the, uh, the radio shout-out. Yeah. Um, That's my cue to leave. And <laughs> Robert's uh, good friend. Shout-out to, what's his name? Seth. Seth Fink. Shout-out to Seth Fink, a loyal Super listener. fan of the show. He, he texts me every every time he's listening. He listens before me and, and keeps me up to speed. He's probably listens more than I listen to my own damn show, he which does. is incredible. He's your celebrity. Um, well, thank you, Seth Fink. Maybe we'll call him later and yeah, surprise him. Give him a, give him a call. Um, so Sugar Hill and Rick Peterson will be on this week as well. Uh, is that speaker off, Robert, over here in front of you? Now we're now we're talking during the. Uh, is it red? Yeah, it's on. All right, turn it off. <laughs> uh, I could hear it. All right. So Sugar Hill, Rick Peterson, some other ones I'll announce. Vic DiBattetto, the comedian, will be here next week. Hilarious dude, big sports fan. But Jen, South Carolina's in the Sweet Sixteen. Wisconsin yeah. in the Sweet Sweet Sixteen. What's going on? And Xavier, number eleven, who beat our Terps. Robert is a Maryland. Product, oh, Terps, first-round loss. Yeah, they were in the terrible. First round. Yeah. Um, what stood out to you in these first two rounds here? 
Well, you, we were talking about it a little before. The first round didn't really deliver. We had maybe one or two on paper upsets. But were they really upsets if we knew they were going to happen? Um, and then, I mean, Wisconsin upsetting Nova. We were talking about this earlier. They went on a 15-5 and five run, connected on 53% of their shots. But they also committed 14 turnovers and mm-hmm. still beat Nova. Didn't get a whole lot of love from the selection committee, um, you know, but Florida, who they face next, should definitely not underestimate the Badgers. But again, you were saying big stage at MSG. Big stage at MSG, and we get Wisconsin <laughs> versus freaking uh, Florida. I like Florida. Um, yeah, and we get South Carolina Baylor. Come on now. Yeah. Two games at the Garden. Come I mean, on, man. Come on, man. I don't think I'm going to go. I think it's Friday and Sunday. What Friday, I might be tickets? seeing Artie Lang. If I get free tickets, which yeah, is you highly possible, you never know. If then I get them in a couple hours, yeah. Okay. So I might see Artie Lang Friday. I might see. Oh, okay. he, he's hilarious. So I'd rather see him than go to that game. Elite Eight, I would probably go if they were free on Sunday. They're going mm-hmm. for like one fifty, two hundred, I think on Stubbo right now. Um, but those two aren't two sexy games. And then in the West, Gonzaga versus Press Virginia. One yes, verse four, yes, and we yes. get eleven Xavier, two Arizona. So almost the chalk there, except for Xavier. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, that wasn't shocking. While I picked the Terps, you knew that was a tough matchup. Mm-hmm. And then getting Florida State, who was—it's a joke that they were even a three. They should have been like a six. Florida State right. did not did not deserve that highest seed. That's going to be interesting. You have the experience in Xavier versus the talent. And a lot of isolated players in Arizona. Not a true uh, traditional point guard. They had four assists in their win versus St. Mary's. That is ferociously bad. What is the word you use? Vos- There's a word oh, you use. Uh, oh, uh, ravenous. Ravenous. They're really hungry. So right, not so they're, quite. They're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're not hungry enough for the yeah. win, you know? They're not ravenous in their dishes. Ravenish. <laughs> is it niche? A that ravenous like a dish. dish. Yeah. A dish. You're ravenous for it a dish. like a Jewish dish. Uh, um, but yeah, but what is it? Lori Markinen, He. they've got the size and the talent. Mm. I, I, you know, I don't know. I like. I've got a few of my friends who are big hoops heads, and they, you know, I feel like Arizona is flying a little bit under the radar. Um, And then, you know, you look at the South, and what people don't realize with, first of all, North Carolina can't seem to win outside of Chapel Hill. Mm -hmm. Um, They've been inconsistent. And then you look at Butler, and uh, they made 50% of their shots against Middle Tennessee, and they beat Nova twice. Nova had three losses in the regular season, and Butler, the Bulldogs, handed yeah. them two of them. So, and then you know, if there, it, looking at the Sweet Sixteen, if there is a matchup that I'm ravenous for, that's quite in- intestine. It's UCLA Kentucky. But then Kentucky, are you are you serious? Single digits versus North Kentucky, who was eligible for the tourney for the first time this year. Um, and then U- UCLA with, you know, no disrespect to Frank Mason the third, you got they're boasting the best point guard in the country with Lonzo Ball and, you know, everything that, uh, you know, orbits around mm-hmm. Lonzo, i.e. his father. I feel like everyone else orbits around him. But, yeah, I mean, I kind of like UCLA. Kentucky, what, has three guys that are probably going to go in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I I just feel like UCLA is the hotter team. I just I don't know. UCLA beat them earlier in the year. Yeah, um, in December. Yeah, absolutely. What was it was by five. Yeah, and Kentucky honestly not as good as they usually are. This isn't the normal Kentucky mm-hmm. team. And you have to remember, coaching is so important in the tournament. And but we're you say, it here. we say that, and that's why you we had so many people picking Duke. And where are we now? You know. 
But Duke's never Duke's hit or miss in the tournament. Usually more of a miss than they are a hit. They, they you never have know been with them. And this I year. think they got such a tough matchup playing a team in South Carolina that was playing home. You play in yeah. Greenville, South Carolina, as a seven seed and have a home crowd. That place was packed after mm-hmm. they didn't even let the tournament be there yeah, last year because of the Confederate flag. Yeah. yeah, which yeah. is the whole another story for another show. Right, we want right, to get into right, that. Right. But living in North a Carolina, out, they're they're prevalent there, so it's nothing surprising. Um, my family lives there. I see them a lot when I go down there. And you look at it and you're like, really? Come on, it's 2017. Mm-hmm. But we're not getting into really? politics. We're not going to talk about Trump and Kaepernick and Trump saying he's responsible for Kaepernick got it getting a job. That's You go oh, to MSNBC for that, I guess, yeah. CNN. <laughs> if you want to watch that, uh, you're welcome to leave us. Um, but UNC Butler is going to be interesting. Kentucky, USC, yep. UCLA, in my mind, is probably the best game to look out for. And uh-huh. Kansas-Purdue, very interesting. Because Purdue, yep. before entering the tournament, I didn't have the guts to do it, but it was very high of them. I think they were a Final Four team, mm-hmm. and they have their so much size, and their de- defense forcing. is incredible. You know, something that I saw a crazy stat, um, Notre, Notre Dame was like – had no turnovers this year, and they forced an average like twice their average. So mm-hmm. I mean, they're able to get the job done. But Kansas, like the the main question for do for Purdue is how do you shut down Josh Jackson? Who mm-hmm. it's, I mean, you can look at his stat line, but it's the way he's doing doing what he does, and it's he just continues to up his draft stock. How do you stop any of those guys? How do you stop yeah. Mason? How do you stop? Mason? I mean, they're coaching mm-hmm. too. I mean, again with the oh, coaches. Self, I know. Bill Self is great. He, you know, sometimes guys like Self are in the the shadow of Coach K, and I mean, he's right up there. Mm-hmm. He's right up there. Yeah, and UNC. I mean, doesn't need to be said with them. Mm-hmm. And Butler. And the thing with Xavier here coming in is they were losers of six straight. I mean, they were free falling towards yep. the end of the season. They go out and I think they beat DePaul to end the regular season, which was like, all right, whatever. You beat DePaul. Yeah. But Congrats. yeah, that that team was sliding, and usually we mm-hmm. see teams hot in the tournament do well. Case in point, the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, we, we didn't even mention them as they play Oregon and Dylan Brooks, who has just shown that he's going to be an easy first round pick. Uh, Michigan, and they're besi- a week removed from you yeah, know from almost dying. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> near death experience. I mean, that that off doesn't the bring runway. you together. I mean, you don't have you a soul. Know, and a great stat there is you know everyone talks about Michigan and how they can how they're hot from beyond the arc, and if they're not hot from beyond the arc, then they don't have a chance, right? But against Louisville, you look at Louisville's size in their front court. They scored 40 points in the paint mm-hmm. in their win over Louisville. So, you know, bottom line, Michigan has what it takes to get the job done. They'll figure out how to get it done. And that's a very dangerous team that no one's talking about enough. Yeah, and not many people are talking about Oregon either, who's a dangerous team. But obviously, mm-hmm. uh, when the you lose Boucher, I, then you everyone – here's mm-hmm. the thing. Everyone said they're done. Boucher, mm-hmm. Boucher, every, Boucher or whatever. Huge shot blocker, huge three-point shooter. You lose that and – some guy named Tyler Dorsey comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. uh, with 51 points on 18 of 23 in the first two rounds. And they're saying, Bobby Boucher? What Boucher are we talking <laughs> about here? Uh, is the water boy? I mean, Robbie Goulet. Yeah. Robert Goulet. <laughs> this Oregon team out of nowhere uh, is showing us, hey, don't count us out because of one freaking injury. Mm-hmm. We, we got a couple other well, good players. And here. statistically, it, it's really like a few tenths of a point without um, Boucher. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... Again, I think what we're the the thread through our entire conversation right now is 
you got to fear the teams no one's talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these teams yeah. I could see winning. You really have no idea. Uh, in my mind, I think UCLA is the best offensive team, and I think they're going to win it all at this yeah. point. Now with Villanova out, um, right, with Louisville out, I, I like the The UCLA. beast of the East, before it was like Villanova and Duke in one region, so it's like whoever's getting out of that region is going to take it all. And here we are with both of them. Yeah. If you guys are going for a Cinderella, don't forget Xavier. I mean, I, I'm a scorned Terps fan, so I'm a little pissed at them, but they actually <laughs> looked really good in their first two games, and they've got a couple guys that could score a lot of points. Robert Brown. Uh, dropping some Trying knowledge. to be Jay dropping Billis over knowledge. here. Um, trying to be Dickie V. Yeah, I'd look out for them. I don't think they're – they're not a championship team. I don't think they'll get by the powerhouses, but I think they do have a shot to go to the Final Four. I think the favorites that you got to pick, you got to look at so here in my mind. on Arizona, that's, that would be tough. I mean, Arizona, just their starters are just – you know what I mean? Between marketing, the other kid, Distic, like the mm-hmm. size is there, and then you got Trier back and – you know, he's got something to prove, and their starting five is really strong. And, again, their they're starting five strong, but no one's really talking about them. Mm-hmm. So, again, they're, they're just another team flying under the radar, and it makes them all the more dangerous. I think the championship teams we're going to look at here that you looked at have a legit shot are UNC, Kansas, and UCLA. I don't think Gonzaga is that good. I don't think they have, enough, no, have had yeah. enough competition. They've never made a Final Four, so how am I going to – I mean, Put them as a title team. Although you can't look at the past, they, you don't play anyone to the tournament, you're in trouble. Right. Well, and they're coming off, what, a win in which they led by F- 18 at the half. And, you know, there's that incredulous, speaking of SAT nice words. Word. SAT words. Shout out to uh, Brown. <laughs> they, incredulous um, no call on, you know, blatant goaltending, mm-hmm. um, which bad. totally, yeah. they were down, Northwestern was down by five. Look, we don't know what it, what would have happened. We really don't. I, I do think Gonzaga would have um, eked that one out. But again, like, they've eked their way. Look, true, the they still got the job done, but mm-hmm. they eked those wins out. So, yeah, I think they were the weakest of the four top. You should you have know, said, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. You are yeah, you are the weakest link. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to pick UCLA here, but again, I had Villanova, and that really just busted it. I mean, if your bracket has all four, I don't know anyone who has all four left in their bracket because yeah. everyone had Duke or Villanova in that left region. Yeah. And the others, it's like, all right, you had Gonzaga, you had Arizona, you had UNC. Think about it. Who would Purdue. have had Wisconsin, Florida, Baylor, or South Carolina, unless you went to those schools? Well, you'd have Baylor and you'd have Florida. The other ones, no, no, yeah. no chance. Yeah, and the, yeah, and the um, final four, though, going all the way to the, maybe the Elite Eight. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think – because Baylor is a team that I mean, always fails had, in the tournament. You had Duke led by Coach K, and then you had the reigning champs. Yeah. And the problem with Villanova, not enough depth on that team. They were no. going six or seven guys deep. And they also didn't have size. You look at them, you're like, is this a Division One team? Yet this is a team trying to go out there's back-to-back yeah. titles. Hey, but, you know, we were talking about that, and and Michigan was able to put up 40 points in the paint against Louisville's front court, boasts of, like, four players that are 6'9 or high, you know, taller. So yeah. I say this as someone who's vertically challenged, you know what I mean? Like five, three and a half. <laughs> How tall are you? Five, three and a half. Five, three and a Oh, don't you yes. dare add that half. That I did, thing. and I will. Um. And uh, if she wanted to pump up uh, her size, she could also try and pump up her volume by using a Sonos. Uh, <laughs> that was a ter- I tried for a good transition there, and that really failed miserably. Uh, but the speakers, I got them incredible. In every room or every room, 
or in any room all at once. Play a different song in the living room, the bedroom. I had one in the living room and one in my bedroom. Even the bathroom or the same track in every room. Add your existing music services or discover something new. It brings all your music in the app. I added my Spotify, added my Apple Music. The one simple app brings together all your music services and lets you control everything from the songs to the volumes to the rooms. And it's easy access to these services. We're talking about internet radio audiobooks podcasts you can listen to this show while you're in the bathroom on the toilet you could listen to me you could listen to it from the living room while you're in the bathroom and uh so you can enjoy all the sounds you love and all the podcasts you love and everything else anywhere in your home for more information make sure you visit sonos.com believe me if i support it it has to be good because i support amore's pizza headphone parties concerts musicals i only support great things and and wine and ch- fried chicken sonos is mm-hmm. amazing um, i'm an audio fanatic yeah. I've, i got my record player i brought my sugar hill record tonight. he brought sugar hill he's ready sonos to get is at top get of the to line the, i'm looking to get a pyramid yeah apparently it's worth like 500 i mean goodness i did not th- i did not think they were sending uh the big boy i mean rob you saw a picture that thing is yeah really i had the play thing. one and the play five the play five is the size of like two sm- large children who just had a bag of cheese doodles uh, those things are huge. So go get your Sonos at Sonos.com. First round, a couple upsets that we had that really killed brackets early was USC beating SMU. I liked SMU to beat Duke and even get to the Elite Eight, and they just lose. They had a shot at the buzzer to win it on a floater that you thought was going in when you saw it, and that killed it. I didn't pick USC in one bracket, so that killed me in the East. In the West, only one first-round upset there as well, and that was Xavier over our Terps, which, again, wasn't shocking. I'd say USC was more. The Midwest only won first round upset. It was Rhode Island beating Creighton. Another game that's not an update. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Rhode Island was so hot coming in. Yeah. That no one really thought Creighton had a shot. Yeah. Yeah. And Creighton was what they had. They had had like a terrible run in their in their you know conference. Mm -hmm. It was just who who else was it that there was another? This is killing me now. There was another one, Minnesota. Who did they lose to? Middle Tennessee State. Yeah, it was that's who I'm thinking. That was not shocking at all. That was, again, everyone saw that, that coming. On paper, that was probably the biggest upset of the first round, but everyone saw that coming. Minnesota, no one picked Minnesota. Yeah, no one picked Minnesota. So on paper, yeah, yeah, Minnesota is what a five seed over a twelve seed, yeah, but like technically in Midwest there were two Michigan State over Miami, but I don't see that as an upset. Mm-hmm. So really, one of the East. One in the West, one of the Midwest, technically two in the South where Middle Tennessee stays, we said, and then Wichita State or Dayton. Yeah, I don't know a single soul that picked Dayton. Uh, Wichita State was going to win that. So really only one upset if you look at it legit, and that was one upset in each region. So it wasn't. this was not as crazy of a tournament as we've seen in past years. Right. Anytime you only have one upset in each region, it's semi-lame. And then the second round is where we had more shenanigans. Yeah, it delivered. Well, again, I... You know, again, we didn't see those. Last year was crazy. I just remember the first round being total chaos. 15s beating twos, I felt like. Yeah, yeah, 14s Michigan beating threes. State, like, um, you know, but it le- it set us up for a better second round. I mean, come on, Villanova and and um, Villanova. That's the one upset I didn't want. I didn't care yeah. about Duke. I did not want Villanova to <laughs> lose. That was a killer. I had them in the final four in five or six brackets, I think. Ooh, six. That's another thing we've been There's talking about. How pools. many is t- I filled out? Five, maybe three. It might have been five. Brackets. Were they pools though? Or were they just for fun? Oh, they were. There's. Uh, you got to play for money. Yeah, 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 yeah. you got to play for the cash. Um, 
I don't. I'm not a guy. Who just straight play straight for pride. I mean, yeah. come on, don't have a life. It's both. Like, don't be a loser. Like, don't be that person. that's like I'm gonna fill up my bracket and do nothing with it. <laughs> Especially if you like sports enough. Like, I yeah. didn't know a ton of. I haven't watched a ton of college hoops this year. I mean, it was not a great year. There weren't many standout teams. There. Right. In January, February, everyone was saying there are 16 teams at least that could win a title. I mean, when you hear that, you're thinking. How the hell am I supposed to pick? Yeah, when there's no, 16 teams. We, we were talking about this before. There's there's people who will like like I'm not kidding. In my office, bunch of guys who know a lot about college basketball, and I'm not kidding, guys. We did regional previews on Selection Sunday, and my coworker Steve, shout out to Steve, he at 3:30 in the morning was filling out his bracket, mm-hmm. and my. Some of my coworkers fill, filled out their brackets throughout the week and tweaked them. I'm someone of the school thought of I watch enough sports, I listen to enough sports. I'm getting all my. I watch enough sports. I did watch college hoops. Um, you know, big matchups this year. So it's like I have all the information from osmosis. And then if I overthink a pick, the problem is if I overthink a pick. And then, lo and behold, I was wrong, and I should have gone with my gut. Then I'm going to be kicking myself. So I literally, I'm not joking, I literally fill out my brackets last minute. So it is just like, go. Yeah, and I didn't really, like, analyze it. I just made my picks of what I know. I didn't, I didn't go break down every game, because usually when yeah. you over-evaluate, I think bad things happen. I know, because uh, Butler, man, I mean, you know, I forgot that they, how dare I, I, I forgot that they had beaten Nova. Twice, you know, yeah. yeah, they have the ability to come up clutch. I don't think know? they're a good match. UNC is too good for them, yeah. I think. I don't think they have a shot. I think we're going to yeah. see UNC-UCLA Elite Eight, which in my mind could be a classic. I think that's going to maybe yeah. go to overtime. Yep. Or it's going to be tight. Mm-hmm. I'd be shocked if we see a Butler-Kentucky. I just think UCLA's got too much offense for Kentucky. And Kentucky can Malik Monk ch- show yeah. up? This guy is 26 I, points I, total. He's 6 of 21 shooting here in the yeah. two rounds of the tournament, which for all you mathematicians out there, I believe that is 2, 2 to, two to 7. That is about yep. that is under 33%. It's about 27% around there, 6 two divided by 21. 2 for 11 from the three-point line, I mean. Yeah, Malik Monk has to sh- If Malik Monk shows up, they got a great shot. Funk off, yeah. I mean, they had two winnable games. When you, Wichita State was tough. They, they yes. went close, the but UCLA is a new animal. That was, they should have gotten a better seeding. Yeah, Wichita State was robbed as a 10, yeah. uh, as was Middle Tennessee State, but because they're mm-hmm. smaller schools, yep. uh, they get that. And then you have the, the Florida State getting a three. It's like, what the hell are you thinking here? <laughs> uh, so a couple of robberies there. Um, UNC Butler, Kentucky, UCLA will be in Memphis. Kansas City and home of the barbecue will host Kansas, Purdue. I mean, you get a home game for Kansas there. And then Oregon, Michigan. I would say more Michigan fans. I, I think it's closer to Michigan if you look at a map. Yeah. Kansas City. I'm trying to think of it in yeah, my head. Michigan, it might be yeah, midway. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, but you think the Michigan fans are going to travel hub. more because those fans are crazy. <laughs> um, and then in California, Gonzaga is basically going to have a home game against West Virginia. Yeah. And Arizona is basically going to have a home game against Xavier. So a lot of and then and then the East Coast there are no home games. I, again, Wisconsin, Florida. I'm thinking the Gators will carry more, but that's. Nowhere near true. It's just a guess just because their fan base. And then South Carolina, Baylor, 
I don't know who to expect more on that side because technically South Carolina is closer, right, yeah. but I would think Baylor has a bigger fan base. Uh-huh. But then also, again, you have the travesty of Baylor and the whole rape case and all that and I know, all the like, issues that oh, have gone on there. so sad. Baylor Alleged, I guess I got to say. in the first round. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when they were having close No home games USC. in New York at the Garden. Yeah. But let's make our picks here, our, our, our updated picks, not okay. our actual brackets. In the East... My pick, I'm going to say Florida, and I'm going to say South Carolina. I think South Carolina is rolling right oh, now. There's something about eight. that team. Yeah, and I think South Carolina is going to get by Baylor. And Baylor has no, never been a great uh, team in the tournament. Let's look who they beat. They beat they North, uh, New Mexico State and USC in 11, who, had, who was in a play-in mm-hmm. game. And, again, we always seem to find a way to have a play-in team get to the Sweet 16. Not it, this time. It didn't yeah. happen, although it did happen with Xavier. Uh, no, they weren't a play. Excuse me. They were the 11. But USC looked like they were going to go on a run. Did not. So I'm, I'm going to go Florida, South Carolina in the east. What do you I think? Ca- I kind of like Wisconsin and South Carolina. Wisconsin, okay. Yeah, I just think that Wisconsin is kind of riding. They're going to – I think they still got some momentum after taking out Nova. And like I said, they their game was flawed, and they still figured out a way to beat Nova. So I think – I think if they can limit those turnovers, um, Florida's in big trouble. All right, but I like I, I do like South Carolina over Baylor. So look at look at us. We are like, oh, you picked a four and a seven. I'm picking an eight and a seven. Well, it's, I mean that's what eight. we have left. So yeah, it's like is that we have crazy? to. Um, that is nuts. Yeah, it is pretty nuts. In the West, honestly, I'm taking Press Virginia. I think West Virginia's defense oh, is going to stifle Gonzaga. Yeah, and I'm taking Arizona because they got more talent than Xavier. Uh, despite what Xavier's done here, yeah, um, I'm gonna. I don't know. It's something about West Virginia. I think and Huggins in the tournament is a yep. tremendous coach. No disrespect to Mark Few. I think Gonzaga's in a spot where it's hey, we're new here. Now we're taking on a power conference team. They blow a 22 point lead to Northwestern. Almost blow that, and really had a ton of difficulty with South Dakota State. Or was, I don't even know if it was it North or South Dakota uh, in the first round, where the first yeah. in the first 10 minutes they were losing. They couldn't score. Mm-hmm. And it was a defensive battle. So I think West Virginia's press will get the best against Zaga. Mm-hmm. Give me West Virginia and give me Arizona. And then I think Arizona goes to the Final Four. You know what? I got to agree with you. I like Arizona. Again, going back to their starting five, all the talent elements are there. And, again, no one's – you know, these guys are doing their job. They're scouting the teams. But I just think they're still flying under the radar. Mm-hmm. And then I like – I don't think I like West Virginia simply because, and Press Virginia, uh, I, simply because I don't think Gonzaga has um, really proven their worth. I think they eked out these wins, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just don't think, th- I don't really think they've proven that they're a one seed, to be quite honest. Mm. So, yeah, I got to agree with you on those ones. We're locking in West Virginia and Arizona in the West, despite Gonzaga probably having a predominantly home crowd there on the West Coast. Going to the Midwest, Kansas, Purdue, which is right there with Kentucky-UCLA as the game of uh, yeah. of the Thursday-Friday yep. set. <sighs> a lot of me wants to pick Purdue, but I'm going to take Kansas because I think they're just mm-hmm. cruising. I mean, they're just rolling past teams. and They the, are the team to watch. Yeah, and the game with Michigan State was close, but then what they did in the final five minutes, I mean, it was just, call it first-degree murder, what they did in Michigan State in the last couple minutes. That's the the kind of like the essence of a good team is what you can do down the stretch. And 
you know, I think that's kind of says a lot to the how they can handle pressure. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like down the street, it's one thing if you get behind, but the the team, the the caliber team, the championship team can come from behind and get get it done. Oh, oh, we're down by ten. No big deal. We got this. You yeah, know, the first I mean? round, first half in these games don't yeah. even matter at this point. Right. Um, I'm going to take Kansas, and then the other game, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to ride with the team that's really riding on just so much right now with the whole airplane, the, the cra- <laughs> near death experience. Um, when they did cr- the crash landing, mm-hmm. they go on to win the Big Ten. They go on to beat Oklahoma State by a point and in, create in, in a crazy finish. And then they go on and top Rick Pitino and Louisville in shocking fashion and their defense. So I think Michigan is rolling right now, and I'm going to go with the team that's rolling, despite I think Dylan Brooks being great and despite Tyler Dorsey being the best player of the first two rounds. I'm going to go with Destiny here. So give me Kansas <laughs> and give me Michigan, and then I think Kansas will uh, – We'll have that storybook season for Michigan end when they realize they're just too good for Michigan. So Kansas and Michigan for me. Yeah, and again, I got to go with those two. I think Josh Jackson, like, I mean, seriously, his stat line is is insane from, you know, his evolution is incredible. He is, you know, what, 14 for 22 inside the arc, 3 for 6 outside. He's got three steals, three blocks. He's just you know, continuing to boost his NBA stock. Um, and he is the reason why Bill Self's squad is just so scary heading into. And, yeah, Purdue, again, I think Purdue's going to give them a fight for sure, but mm-hmm. Kansas is going to come out on top because I just don't think Purdue's going to – they're going to know they have to prepare for Josh jo- Jackson. And, you know, what? What? what is the famous saying? You don't know what you're going to do until you actually get – punched in the mouth is uh it's tyson what what's the actual quote the whole um punched in your mouth the you don't know how you're gonna react when you actually get punched in the mouth that's it yeah yeah there we go thank you that i think that's gonna be purdue like they can prepare all they want and just josh jackson is just that hot right now and then in terms of um yeah and then with michigan yeah i think they're just riding that momentum of this kind of unbelievable like we're meant to be here kind of season and um yeah i think it's just the the team's gelling so well i mean again they've they've they had to play in the the big 10 semis in their practice uniforms Mm -hmm. because they didn't have their uniforms they were left on the plane i mean these guys have just been through the ringer and you can't count them out and it's just been a fairy and you're right their fairy tale season is going to end when they face Kansas but I see that happening that they face Kansas in the Elite Eight. Derek Walton has become a stud and he's gotten good so late no one saw this out of him the guard who had that bucket late to help Oregon uh, win their last game against Rhode Island he is just out of nowhere usually you don't see guys get good late in their career out of nowhere and Walton's saying, you know what, I'm here to get checks. I'm trying to get to the NBA. I'm trying mm-hmm. to get a contract. And based on what he's done so far in the tournament, he's got a shot. So let's see what he does mm-hmm. against a good Oregon team. This is the toughest task uh, for him here in the Sweet 16, on the big stage, in front of the big lights, despite getting past Louisville. And now we see what kind of shine this kid has. UNC is just making it look easy yet. Second half against Arkansas, they did mm-hmm. not. 
That game yeah. got a lot more interesting than we they, expected. They had a 30-13 to 13 lead over Arkansas, and then they were down by five with, what, like 331 to play? I mean, yeah, they were able to pull off the W, but, I mean, how do you have that kind of lead? How do you squander that kind of lead? And, again, back to what I was saying before, they are just, first of all, so inconsistent down the stretch. They fumble leads left and right and I just don't know how good they are outside of Chapel Hill and do I see them getting um do I see them getting past Butler sure but it's gonna definitely be a fight and I agree with you it might even take an overtime or two no just one but um and Butler hello they made 50% of their shots um, against Middle Tennessee they beat Nova twice in the regular season we covered that so yeah I think UNC gets by, but uh, the uh, they man UNC. I feel like it's it's Gonzaga and then UNC. UNC has the edge in terms of where I just don't know how powerful full of a one seed they are. You yeah, know what I well, mean? Well, UNC had seven laws, and a lot of people were surprised. I mean, Jay Billis went off the deep end for Duke getting a two and UNC getting one. He found that to be disrespectful. Obviously, yeah. a little Duke bias there getting into his opinion. Just, just a tad. But I do think UNC was probably more of a two seed. They get the one. Mm-hmm. Again, they're closing out games, and we talked about it before. T- good teams close out games late. Right. G- give them credit. They overcame the five-point deficit in each of the team's final seven possessions. The Tar Heels scored six times, and the Razorbacks scored zero. So they yeah. found a way right. to, despite blowing it, this early 17-point lead, they said, let's close it. So Again, it's that showed. mental edge. We're still in this. It's like Roger Federer could be down in the fifth set, you know, 5 nothing, 40-love, and you can never count him out. And that's the, t- the mark of someone who knows what they're doing in UNC. you got to go with them on that point. Yeah, and you look at the Butler side here in that game, and – I mean, you remember, but it was all about, oh, Butler, the underdog. And now it's like, all right, we're sick of these guys. And that we're talking about 2010. We're talking about a team who, oh, they're so cute. Look at them making yeah, the title. No they're a cute little Brad school. Stevens, Bulldogs, yeah, you this know is, what I mean? Chris Holtman has turned this mm-hmm. team into an elite one and one that needs to be respected at the four line. And yep. we'll see how they do against a, a big UNC team. I don't, I, I don't think they're going to have enough um, to really do much. They don't have enough size there. So I look at UNC winning that. I wouldn't say handily, but UNC winning that game by seven or eight. Okay. And then not double digits. No, yeah, I, th- no. I think it'll be close. Um, mm-hmm. But UNC again, they'll close it out late. They'll keep it close, but they'll close it out late as they did versus Arkansas. Now Kentucky, UCLA. We we saw we talked in December. UCLA beat them, and John mm-hmm. Calipari is a much different team. He doesn't have those – besides Malik Monk, he doesn't have that true leader. Right. Uh, he doesn't have like the Carl they Towns. Have the talent, but it's just not gelling. I mean, again, it's the one – the cur- it's almost the curse of the one and done. Like, mm-hmm. he's got three guys that are easily going to go in the first round. Malik Monk, for whatever – reason is just you know in a little bit of a slump so you got all the talent it's like you got all the talent and it's not coming together so um where meanwhile you have us ucla which are going to be the underdogs in that matchup maybe and then you're saying they're gonna be the underdogs against butler well, no, no, no. Against Kentucky, I still feel like people. You think UNC is going to be an underdog to Kentucky? No, UCLA. 
I don't think they're an well, underdog. I think they're honestly okay. the favorites. You think so? Yeah. I mean, but I mean, I have to check the you odds, don't think they'll have us? You, yeah. Let's put let's pull up the spread. Let's. I have to spread. imagine it's like one or two points. Like, yeah, I just well, hello seating though. Don't you think they have a little bit of chip on their shoulder I'm from like, the seating? Uh, minus odds. And also, Cal Calipari, you can't ever like UCLA again, is coaching. nine to one to win the championship. Kentucky is ten to one. That's for the odds. Uh, that was okay. looking at the actual game. What I, about the spread? I, th I think it's honestly, um, let's see. I don't know. I just think everyone's, again, I think it's, remember we've talked about the histor history of the programs. I think everyone's going to be on Kentucky. And, and, again, you just, it's not the Kentucky team of years past. They're yeah. just not gelling for whatever reason, and that's why I think you have to go with UCLA. UCLA looks like they're a one-point favorite, so UCLA oh, okay, fine, fine, fine. I'll take the L. I'll take the L. <laughs> take the L. Take the L because I do. Th well, and I say this as I do think UCLA is going to pull off the W. Yeah. It's going to win. And if Malik Monk shows up, it's a different it's gonna story. It's going to be a close game. Yeah, and I think Lonzo Ball is going to put up a show, twenty-five thirty, and he's really yeah. shown he's a tremendous passer. He's got great vision. He yeah. finds guys inside. He he knows that he's going to get doubled, so he finds the open guy. Now, if he can just get his dad to pipe it down, I mean, I talked to. The Rick Barry on the show yesterday. You could check that interview out. He t he has a good perspective. Mm -hmm. A guy who has a royal basketball royalty. Yeah. His sons are yep. John, Brent, and now Canyon on the Florida Gators. Yep. The uh, leading bench guy on them, an All American academically, four point oh GPA. This kid's like a brainiac. He said, "Pipe it down." He wants to say stuff about his son. You don't think he wants to shout out about his son? They're also a different spot. Rick Barry's had the attention. He's made the NBA. He's mm -hmm. got an NBA mm -hmm. pension. Who is LeVar Ball? What does he do? Is he a painter? Yeah, is he an electrician? Two points for, I mean, yeah. no one knows who he is. I mean, so he needs to relax because well, he's also, turning into a Kim Kardashian with what he's done. He, They are the Ka Kardashians of hoops. And also, you know, this, the whole situation with his home being broken into last week just – you don't want any he didn't ask for that no one asked for that but again these got these kids got to focus on their school and their playoffs and like they you know it's just lavar was apparently <coughs> excuse me a tight end uh and was on the practice squad for the jets and panthers and he played professionally with the london Mar monarchs of the world league of american Football, so I think Lavar might be a little salty that he never made the dance, and his son's about to uh, yeah. apparently be better than Steph Curry, according to himself. Yeah. Uh, so Lavar Ball. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, also though, I, you kind of okay. I kind of get what he's doing, and I mean, he is doing it. He whatever what this whole like like hot take hype factor. He's done it right. I mean, Lavar Ball is national headlines last week. Does he want a reality show? Is he trying to be on E? ESPN so. 8, The Ocho, featuring LeVar Ball yep. and family. MTV Cribs, we have the exhibit in the building. I mean, come on, oh, give me a break. I mean, I got to deal with it with uh, with my parents commenting on Facebook things. Like, oh, you are great. I enjoyed the interview. Oh, your legs are burning, Jake. You didn't put lotion on down in Florida. Parents that's, will always keep it That's real. not as bad, yeah, but, I mean, that's embarrassment. Like, mom, what? <laughs> How is Lonzo Ball not saying 
dad, shut up. Like time to bring up uh, our dad adding us on Snapchat. What do you think? About oh, that? yeah. I, I blocked him immediately. The minute your parents add you on Snapchat. Why is a 60-year-old man to. on Snapchat? What does he mean? I thought people on Facebook, but now that they've yeah. intended yeah. on Snapchat. And here's Snapchat. the reason, because I actually made a couple friends on my flight back from Florida. It was a daughter and her mom, and it was literally the same as me and my mom. It was incredible. <laughs> the girl's like 20, and the mom, and she's talking about Snapchat, Instagram, adding her. And it's like, oh, I just wanted Snapchat for the cool filter. It's like their excuse well, now is, ooh, face swap. Ooh, I could make puppy dog ears on yeah, my well, head. We know dad can't figure that out. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, won't. my aunt, she's a big foodie. All right. She's, she cooks. She like cooks like shiitake mushrooms. Like it's ridiculous. It's awesome, though, when I go over and it's like, auntie. Uh, she's like, Jenny, do you want to come over for dinner? And it's like, sure, auntie, I'd love to. <laughs> yeah. um, but she loves that one filter with the big mouth. The rrrr. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't so, even use a lot of those. But I just oh, don't I'm want my all, dad looking at my snap it story. Yeah. It's like 1 a.m. if I snap. He's like, what are you doing awake? You have a girl over? What are you doing? And it's, it's always what it <laughs> no, comes down to. No chill. Parents uh, also have no chill whatsoever. Yeah, no chill. So old people should not be on snap. And then they, they were talking about Instagram. And the girl said... Or the mom said, "I only want she only wanted me to have her to like her picture, not to like stalk her or whatever." Or her yeah, friend. Yeah. My mom listened to this. She knew in a, a coworker of mine's anniversary with their girlfriend. He's like, she's like, oh, he, she was like, oh yeah, Mike. He, he went out with that girl June fifteenth, two thousand fifteen. I'm like, how the heck? he doesn't even know that, let alone you. Well, uh, you know what I love about. We'll just say older people on on social media. They have no chill whatsoever. My grandmother. Sylvia she will I will wake up in the morning to a Sylvia she went deep on my Facebook liking every photo with zero chill and it's just Sylvia has liked all your photos and she must have just gone on a binge yeah oh it's like you wake up at at where as we are at our age we would never think of liking old photos uh, you're up 7 a.m you have 37 notifications 36 are like from your mom and dad and the other one is like an event invite to like a happy hour that's (laughs) like like, oh great from 2007 yeah my dad reposts things from like 10 years ago he's like remember this jake or he'll say opening day coming up in a couple of weeks um that's the funniest thing it's like one how do you find these two what is he doing at 11 o'clock looking at photos from 2007 oh my girlfriend's told me recently that her mom has access to all the photos from high school like soccer pics all that jazz and she'll post the throwback thursdays on her wall and she's like mom can i at least pick my own throwback thursdays oh you should you don't know the photo i'm about to pull it up that my mom posted to me on my birthday in a leopard bikini bottom a leopard uh is it bikini? What do you call it, Robert? What, 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 you know the picture like I'm talking about. It's Speedo. Here it is. Check out jakebrownradio.com to see the photo. Oh, there is no Jake check, check Jake She Brown's posted this. Social media. You should post that on all the uh, shows. I don't, think I I don't know what's more I'll horrifying, that leopard print Speedo or that bowl cut. The, the bowl cut was lit. That was I was big <laughs> pimping like Jay-Z back in the day uh, <laughs> with that thing. I mean, but those that leopard thing, oh, my goodness. This is the Jake Brown Show. We have Jennifer Williams in the building. Follow her on Twitter, Instagram, Jen Experience. We have Robert Brown. He doesn't really use Twitter. Uh, I don't even know your Twitter. I don't even follow you on Twitter. You never tweet, so I don't follow I talk about like, movies and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, you don't have to Don't follow, follow him. Don't. <laughs> you got him on Facebook if you want. But, um, rbrown622 Instagram. rbrown622 Instagram. And then uh, we will have Sugar Old Gang. Who knows what the audio quality will be from bb kings tonight uh you'll hear it later and we'll have rick peterson who just texted me he is home and ready to go so rick peterson will be on 
as well. We got to talk about before we wrap up the show here. Players deciding, basically, or coaches deciding when arrest players, and it's it's become a point where now it's just frustrating. And the collective bargaining agreement needs to include something that makes them play, especially in mm-hmm. these prime time mm-hmm. games. LeBron says it sucks, but it's necessary. Why is it necessary? Fans are paying a ton to see mm-hmm. these premier teams and players play the game. I like the James Harden style where he says he likes it. He makes him tougher, and he can rest when he's done. You know how many people in the United States, mm-hmm. Jenny and our listeners here, who are working 18 to 20-hour days to put food on their table? They're working 80 to 100 hours a week. We're talking about labor. We're talking about things that maybe aren't easy. Even if it's not, we're talking about maybe three hours of sleep a day. Two to three jobs. LeBron James is here making 30 to 50 million freaking dollars a year and says, my body needs rest. Now, I know it's bad. 2017 has become bad and bougie 17. I understand that. And there's, I've become bad and bougie. But you are playing for millions and millions of NBA fan base that cro- stretches across the globe. We're not just talking about the United States. There's people in China staying up to watch you. There's people traveling thousands and thousands of miles to see you play. And they're gonna, coming to see it at a, a primetime TNT Thursday night. And because you played the night before and you were at KODs at the strip club the night before and out late and drinking and partying or whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. you have the right to rest the next day? No. You have 82 games. You have months of rest after the season is over, and you have off days. Sure, there's back-to-backs, but there are times you have off during the season where you could rest your damn self, sleep for 12 hours a day. Those times aren't prime time, and honestly, they're not any time. If you're healthy, you should be playing every freaking night. Enough of this trash of give me rest. Play 82 games unless you're injured. You know what? If you have a little knee injury, sit out. But don't sit out because you need the rest. You have the rest of the day to do that. You can rest when you die. You can rest when your career is over. Right. You can sleep when you die. That's There's what I gathered too from many Harden. people coming to these games for you to decide when to sit out. And coaches should be ashamed for this. And you know what the emphasis makes it to? It also makes it the emphasis but on the, the fact coaches, that the regular season doesn't matter in right. the NBA for these good right. teams. where The Cavs are going to be locked into a one. Mm-hmm. If they rest LeBron for the next 10 games. And that's also an issue that the NBA has to discuss. But what can we do to make the regular season more competitive? Because right now it's not, and the players clearly don't think it's not because they want to lollygag and sit around 10 to 12 games in an 82-game season. Well, all right, for start, there this is like an onion. There's a lot going on here. So for starters, do you think that LeBron – I'm actually hearing – LeBron said that this is an issue because he was – he sat. And do you think he's kind of like tired with being the focus of attention? It's not just LeBron though. It's other players on star teams who are sitting out. It's not it LeBron said I need the rest. That's but, what he said. Okay, so he's happy when long, he's on the how bench. How long has been LeBron been in the league? So he came out of high school. He's, he's been how, here f- 12 years now? Okay. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you a story. I had a friend who was going on to be a physical therapist, and they were at UT. And they said that some of the recruits that came through, so they they didn't hadn't even committed to to UT. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, if you looked at their knees under, uh, like a like a microscope, like they had the knees of the the wear and tear because of hitting the court 
were they had the knees of like a guy that was like in their 60s or 70s. So like, look, we don't know what LeBron is going through every day. And I'm just playing devil's advocate because as a fan, I would have been really irritated if I showed up to that game having paid because we all know when there's a marquee player playing against your home team, it's going to cost more money. What I would if you're been coming really... from another country. Yeah, yeah. You're in business in New York at the Garden. Well, how you crazy want to see LeBron are NBA fans? Knicks. We saw that one girl who was who was she following away around? That one girl who had flown in from Asia who was following around was it? It wasn't Dwayne Wade. It was. Yeah, so oh. there was there was a viral story a few months ago about how this girl had flown in specifically to see, but you know what I found the most surprising of all of this is I'm surprised that Adam Silver sent out a memo to the the NBA's player the I'm NBA now, yeah. yeah 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 because Adam Silver has just really been good about handling any quote unquote situations. He's been good at everything. People have been Oh, he's been, he's been absolutely much amazing. Stern, yeah. yeah, much better than Stern. And yeah, to the the NBA board and I just that there that this was a very serious problem and look, back in 2012, the Spurs had rested what four of their star players and it resulted in a $250,000 fine. They've done that a lot. It's yeah. not the only time they've rested yeah. a player. So, uh, you know, I, I you know, I'm kind of torn on this one and also I don't know if I like James Harden being the poster boy for oh yeah, you know, grind 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 when, you know, defensively like does he always get back on the ball? So either collectively bargain it or take away their pay. If you're going to sit yeah. out a game, t- start taking checks because that's when it's going to start making news. When they're still making 30 million, if you take away a half a million for that game that LeBron didn't play, Boy, that boy playing. If his knees yes. are a little sore, he playing because yes. he's he's got a half a million. He could pay off his college kids' tuition in one game. And LeBron's defense, though, he's got a shelf life. I mean, he could. He, I'd rather see him in the NBA longer and sit at the end of well, season. Well, and also you talk. He it, plays more than anyone else. Look at his minutes. He he plays when he plays for that team. He's playing. He plays thirty five minutes. So what does he need to rest? I don't care. That he's breaking down. This has been forty year olds who play 35, 40 minutes a game. Tyson Chant and rest Chandler. on his rest day. That's why you have off days. You could rest. You can sleep when you get home. You, Believe me, you know LeBron's out there partying. Why do you think he's tired? But if you had him so play, grind it yes, out every he's... game until he's 35 or sit at the end of the season and go until he's like 38, what would you prefer? Wait, what? Say that again? If LeBron could stick around to his later years by sitting out and saving up energy, wouldn't you prefer that? To have more what, are, what are these gonna, all going to add up? Is this like coupons? You get no, 10 of them, you get one players, free thing? Do have a show <laughs> Come on. Every, no, so you think this a is a whole... On them. This is LeBron being a diva. diva. I'm not saying this yeah, is just about say, LeBron. Line, it's teams in general. The Spurs do it a lot. They say, let's rest these guys. And that's something Silver needs to fix because it means the regular season, they don't care because the Spurs say, okay, we're locked well, into the two. We'll play the seven. Okay, the Cavs, we're number one. They've worked with like shorter shorter quarters. You know what I mean? They've Have it a handicap if you if you bench these guys. Go down ten nothing at the start of the game. Oh, Do something like that. This is the problem. I think the problem is the unevenness of the teams. I mean, these teams are good. Right. Right. I agree. Right. Right. There is just the that it's is a, the cream of the crop versus everyone else, here's the and thing. that's it's been a, an issue in the NBA for years. It's a culmination of issues. It's one divas like LeBron and like a lot of these stars and I keep saying LeBron but it's other players as well <laughs> Steph Curry a little bit starting to become a diva he's a guy who probably wouldn't mind sitting out but he hasn't really openly said hey I need the rest it's divas it's two 
lack of competition. Super teams. A lot of teams are just stacked. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams don't have a shot. Look at the Brooklyn Nets and the, and the Sixers and the Suns. Look at these teams, how bad they yeah, are. Yeah, and I know it's painful, but I mean, think about like when LeBron and a few were was sidelines for a Knicks game and they were doing the flip mm. the flip game with the the water bottles. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just... And that's just disrespectful. That's a yeah. whole other story. Three, take away checks because unlike the NFL, these contracts are guaranteed. These guys, if LeBron signed for $20 million, he's getting his $20 million, even if he misses 25 right. games. Right. right, It's not the NFL where all that money's not guaranteed and there's so many incentives in NFL contracts and in some MLB contracts where you have to play this amount of games to get this money. Do that. Injuries aside, make the guy play, hey, if you play 78 games or more, you will get a $300,000 addition. When you start taking checks or adding checks, this diva ain't going to be a diva anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, right, hit him where it hurts. He's not going to be the Abba's dancing queen anymore. He's <laughs> he's going to get back to playing 82 games as he did in his first stint with the Cavs. And now I think LeBron's become such a high power and such a look at me. He well, said, "Let me sit sit him. for 10." He literally the NBA orbit. And why 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 am I supposed to feel bad that this guy plays a lot of minutes every night? He's playing basketball and making a better living than almost anyone in America. This guy's playing for fun, and I'm supposed to be weary of his knees are breaking down. There's guys with CT in the NFL. There's players killing themselves after their career. There's not that kind of risk in basketball. Oh, God forbid at 50 your knees hurt. I'm 26 and my knees hurt. This guy's complaining, I play too many minutes tonight. You have millions of people watching you and you're a role model. You want me to care about your knees? Sorry, I don't. If you're fighting for checks, I care more about the knees of these D-League players who are just trying to put an apartment and put food on the table and trying to pay for their damn rent. All right, let's talk about it from a coaching standpoint. If you're a coach and one of your guys gets injured in a game where we know there's a lot of, like we said before, there's a lot of games where you know, hey, this is going to be an easy W. Your guy gets hurt. Um, And then you're down a guy heading into the playoffs, and then your job is on the line. So as a coach, is it a smart idea to bench some of your guys, yeah, rest a, some of your guys. As a coach, you're, in charge, you're not in charge of entertaining people. You're in charge of winning, getting the playoffs, right. and winning a championship. Rest Absolutely. the guys the last couple That's of games show. of the season. Play them less minutes. Don't sit them out the entire I mean, game. Play the them the middle, first Mark. and the third, and that's but, it. But you can't, again, in terms of rest, you can't just sit a guy out. But you, yes. We have a month left. Play, it's too early to start doing that. It just is. You can you can, you can can have a guy play less minutes, but guess what? They are still suiting up. They're still warming up. They're still mentally getting prepared. There can still be an injury. Hello, the guy they just signed got, what, injured in the first 52 seconds of the, you know, broke his leg in the... Andrew Bogut. Yeah, yeah Andrew Bogut. Thank you. You know, f- first fifty-two seconds of stepping onto it's the tough court. Tough luck. It happens. Yeah. I mean, He's like, oh well. Jake's like, oh well. I'm just, I'm just. These guys no, are in look, such a position you know, where I'm, I shouldn't like, be feeling bad like for said, them playing too many minutes. I mean, I'm torn. Come I would on. be, I would be. Hey, we were talking about this earlier. I am still kicking myself. What a week and a half half later for not going to the Tuesday game during the, you know, epic Stella snowstorm so I could see Russ play the Nets. And hello, like, again, you know, I would have been livid if I had made the trek out to Brooklyn during a snowstorm, the aftermath of a snowstorm, and Russ sat. You know, I would have been so 
angry because that would have been my main reason for going to that game to try to go see that game cheap on a snowstorm night. And another issue is we're not seeing this in other sports. We're not seeing baseball teams rest players that much. That's 162 games. We right. still see guys right. play 155 of those. Football, there's 16 games a season. You don't see it. Hockey, they play every night. Hockey's and hockey's brutal. different. Playoffs where you're 10 games brutal. over 500, you can still miss the playoffs in hockey. I mean, there's teams that are going to be over 500 who miss the playoffs. So there's a lot of issues with the NBA, and a lot of it starts with egomaniacs. But you also factor in that the regular season isn't like other sports. And this is the when you when you look at one sport where guys are complaining that they need to sit, it's basketball. It's not the other sport. And you could say to me, hey, the other sports, you don't have guys running up and down the court constantly, up and down, up and down. I've played basketball. It's very tiring. Yeah. But you play half the games of baseball, and in mm-hmm. football you get hit three times, ten times as harder as you do it as on a basketball personal foul. So I say play the damn games. Rest if you're hurt, or maybe rest this when you're locked into the playoffs. This to LeBron just wanting to do whatever he wants. Yeah, like, I'm sick of it. Yeah, he really sets the tone for the rest of the league, and that's kind of what I have a problem with, is, like, he gets his star power and leverages it. Yeah, he does. The rules don't apply to LeBron. Yeah, he's... Time and time again. So, you know, as much as I was surprised at Stern... Excuse me, Stern. um, At Adam Silver... At Adam Silver, kind of like making airing the laundry a little bit. Like I think I'm surprised that it just got to this point where it was, you know, public knowledge. Yeah. Um, it this is all about LeBron kind of trying to live above the rules. All right, a couple minutes left. We got to wrap up your yep. World Baseball Classic. Rain is expected for USA Japan. That's the semifinal. USA, obviously, the great catch by Adam Jones and Manny Machado. Now, really, of the World Baseball Classic. Don't think we need to talk about it much. Uh, but our poll for the week was, what's the greatest Disney movie of all time? And 55% went to Aladdin. Uh, 21, I believe, went to uh, – 55% went to Lion King. 21% went to Aladdin. And a little bit to Beauty and the Beast and some for other. Personally, it's it's like a tie between Aladdin and Lion King. I'll say Aladdin just because I saw it on Broadway as well and loved it. So the two added experiences mm-hmm. combined to make it the greatest. Aladdin is one, Lion King two. Uh, and then from there, but everyone's saying, hey, you can't forget Toy Story, oh, yeah. uh, Monsters, Inc., maybe. Th- I don't throw that in there. Pocahontas, Hercules. Uh, so I go Aladdin. What do you got? I have to go with Lion King because it's fair. the only one that isn't sexist or racist. Straight up. That's true. That's an interesting Like, angle. hashtag, just saying hashtag sorry, not sorry. I mean, Beauty and the Beast. Right, relax with the hashtag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, like, ultimately she wins over a guy that was kind of treating her wrong. Like, yeah. I mean, come on now. Although I heard this, the movie was really good. It was. I saw it over the weekend, and it brought back memories. And it was well done. It was very good. Rob, what's, what's I think your favorite's Aladdin, right? Yeah, my, my favorite. Favorite Aladdin. It's actually my favorite movie of all time. Not just Disney movies. I agree. I, favorite. I Aladdin, but uh, I think Brotherly Lion, Lion King. You guys are going hard on this. Lion King's the better movie, though. But Aladdin's my favorite. Yeah, I think I Lion, King, I agree. Lion King. That's a good way Lion to put it. Lion King, 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 King overall is a better movie. Lion but Aladdin Lion just. Lion. We can't beat Aladdin. <laughs> I mean, the, the music is just tremendous. And Robin Williams as Genie. Oh, oh yeah. That's an iconic performance yeah. and i don't know if i'm biased because i i'm friends now with the genie the former genie on broadway that probably factors into why i love yeah. aladdin more now hashtag just saying so the beauty and the beast live action was good i'm nervous if they make a uh, aladdin live action 
CGI genie, you can't top Robin Williams. No, it's don't no, don't reprise can't. it. It's an, enough's going enough. To, they're going to make it. This movie broke records, so right. you know Disney's going to churn out. They're all reprising these too many damn movies these days. Yeah. They're running out of topics. All right, we got to wrap it up. Rick Peterson will be on the show. Sugar Hill Gang. Um, thanks to Jen Williams. Thanks for coming in. Oh, Hope thank you, you for it. having me. Check her out at the Spun, and you could follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Jen uh, the letter X. Appearance. Is there a reason for that? Yeah. Oh well, you know we got through the whole podcast, so yeah, I can't really sit. The X was given to me. I don't know what it stands for. Interesting. Um, yes. Follow her there, and Robert Brown running the boards. Board operator. He's a board operator. <laughs> it's been fun. I'll be back. <laughs> He'll be back. And uh, thanks everyone for listening. MVP Enj- of the day. Enjoy the Sweet Sixteen. Robert Brown MVP. Uh, thanks for listening. Enjoy the Sweet Sixteen, and we will chat with you for a MLB preview season preview next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.